slay your day today and every day, which is all about taking action. It's not about just reading a book, putting it down and not implementing anything. It's about taking action. And that's what the final chapter is about. Yes. Welcome to Love Stories, a relationship podcast for successful women, where we talk about love, dating, relationships, and how great love stories are made. Whether you're searching for the one, you're madly in love, or simply curious about romantic relationships, this podcast is for you. I'm Charlene Byers. Each week, you'll hear from women, couples, and experts, and all the ins and outs on how to create your own love story. I am so passionate about this subject, and I'm so excited to share all the things that you can apply to create a beautiful love story of your own. Cheers to great love. Welcome back to Love Stories. Oh, what a week it's been. Have you ever had one of those weeks that you're just like, oh my goodness, is everything happening in one week? Well, that was the week that I just had. But you know what? I'm wrapping it up. Things are good. It was just really, truly one of those weeks. But on a lighter note, I want to talk about, I want to talk about why I also created the love tip of the week. Because really, like this is for my single ladies, my single ladies out there. If you are really looking to find and attract your partner, like a perfect match for you, a nice masculine man that will, you know, pursue, provide, protect all the things, then I knew that I wanted to give you some tangible tips and things that you can apply to go out there, go out there and date and open yourself up. And I really hope that these can be helpful and I would love to hear from you. So if you're getting value with these tips, please, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. Let us know what you're liking. Let us know what you want to hear. And um, let's start out with the first love tip of the week. Okay, ladies, here we go. Know what you want. Like seriously, like clearly define your values, priorities, and the qualities that you're looking for in a partner. This clarity will guide your choices and help you attract the right person. Because often we need to truly understand what is it that we're looking for and how we want to feel with our partner. And when you know exactly what you're looking for in regards like your values, then you don't compromise. And then you're able to, you know, not waste your time and you're able to repel those wishy-washy men because you know exactly what you want. So ladies, get out there, go meet some great men and um, know what it is, know what it is that you're looking for and have some fun and, and, you know, relax and realize that love is available. It's available to all of us. And it just takes, it just takes us getting out there, putting ourselves out there and being able to understand that, you know, that there is, there are great men. There truly is great men out there. So go have some fun, go have some fun. But this week, oh my goodness, let me tell you something. I am so excited and I cannot wait to introduce my next guest. We have on the amazing, fabulous Sandy Glant. Okay, let me, let me go ahead. Before I get into like the actual interview and how that went, I want to just do her professional bio. I want to give you guys some information on Sandy. 
Sandy Glantz is a high-performance productivity coach, wife, mom, best-selling author, and a TV host. She helps modern working women manage everything on their plate to be present and intentional with the most important aspects of their life. She's the author of the best-selling book, Slay Your Day, How to Get More Done, Become Ultra-Productive, and Unlock Your Full Potential. Sandy is also the newly crowned Mrs. International 2022. She's happily married to her husband, Jared, and together they have two sons, Jacob and Jordan, and they reside in sunny Hollywood, Florida. I was so excited that we have Sandy Glant on the show. She truly is, how can I explain this, like the epitome of a woman that has figured it out, that is like getting it done. Anywhere from being successful, an amazing mom, and having this awesome relationship with her husband. And what I loved about Sandy was she was able to give us some tips and tangible things that we can apply in our lives to help our relationships and her love story and how she was able to find and fall in love with her husband and how she became a mom and, you know, and, and during all that time, her road to being Mrs. International, Sandy is amazing. And I can't wait for you to hear this because you're going to walk away with like such inspiration and really understand, oh my goodness, this is what it takes to have a great relationship. So no further ado, I can't wait for you guys to hear Sandy's interview, and let's welcome Sandy Glantz. I am so excited today because I can't wait to hear about your journey and your love story, and you're so successful, and you've, you know, accomplished so much in your life, but just the pure fact, I don't know anything about your love story, and I knew that when we were thinking about our, you know, this podcast and what we do, because we celebrate love, we celebrate women that have been able to like have success in their lives or really also have success in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, when I was thinking about like, okay, what do I want to ask her to start out this podcast? I actually want to know, even before we get into your man and your relationship and all that kind of good stuff, what was it like before? Like when you used to think about relationships and you thought about love and you were like, you know, what I want to do when I grow up and all that kind of stuff. What was it like for you? What did you used to think about? But how did you view relationships? Well, thank you for having me on the show and for having this conversation because I love, I think that more women need to hear about, you know, the journey. And although it's not always the butterflies and rainbows that we see in the movies, there is always, there There gets to be the happy ending. So I love that we're having this conversation. Um, but for me growing up, talking about happily ever after and happy endings and all the things, I always was like one of those little girls that was obsessed with Disney movies, like the princess at the end of the story and they live happily ever after. Like that was my vision of what a marriage was, what a relationship looked like. And I was very blessed because I came from a family, both, you know, my my parents, my grandparents, I was able to see firsthand successful relationships, successful marriages even to aunts and uncles. And I was very fortunate to be able to see those dynamics and those relationships. And not all the time was it those butterflies and rainbows, but it was also being able to see like conflict resolution. What did that look like if there was an argument? Like how was that handled in, a, in, a, in an effective way? So for me, like I remember growing up, 
I mean, just like in the dating world, right? And I, I would date these guys. And although I knew they weren't right for me, they'd be like, you have this impossible standard of like <laughs> what a relationship is and you're never going to get that. And I was like, well, that just means you're not the right one. You were telling me, like you were just saying right now, your actual parents had that healthy respectful, loving relationship. So you were actually in that environment. I can't believe that you even said that not only your parents, wow, you got it from every end, which is rare. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have three of my four grandparents still here. Wow. And um, my grandmother who, I mean, I look up to her so much. Her and my grandfather were married for over, I want to say 62, 63 years. And what was it like for them? Like when you grew up, how were they with each other? Oh my, so for me, even more so than my parents and I and I love the relationship, you know, that my parents have, but even more so than that, my grandparents, so my dad's mom and dad, that was my like perfect if, if you were to paint a perfect picture of a of like what I would want in a relationship or the standard that I would hold it to, that is what I always had in my mind. I mean, we would go out to, you know, lunches, dinners, whatever with them. And he was always, my grandfather was so complimentary of my grandmother. He passed away uh, about five years ago, but um, just so grateful for everything that he had. So grateful for his wife, for his four boys, for his life. And I really feel like that, that gratitude really like, was able to be shown through not just his marriage and his family, but also his business and just life overall. And um, in World War II, was actually uh, put into an orphanage when he was six years old. Um, so didn't, you know, have that family dynamic. His father passed away when he was very young. Abs, and, and he always used to say, you create your own destiny. So for him, He's the one that truly, like, I feel like he and my grandmother were that North Star for our family of like this, you create the life that you want to make, whether it's in business or in personal, and they just set the bar so high. And I'm so grateful for being able to see that, see that relationship. What an experience that you had to have that standard of like knowing, okay, this is this is where I'm going to set my bar. And, and I can't wait because I know you're setting the bar, you know, in your head. But then I'm sure in between, it, you know, things weren't really happening, you know, when you started probably dating. Because, you know, a lot of times it, it takes a little time sometimes, I think, to find. So so what happened with you? Yes. So so I, you know, I had dated. I was always in in like I liked being with like my guy, you know what I mean? Like I always liked to meet one person. I wasn't a serial dater. Like I didn't, I didn't, I hated dating also. Like hated it, hated it. Because I was very, for me, like when I'm with someone, I'm committed, I'm in it. And that's it for me. And I, I feel like I was also, you know, previously before I found my husband in relationships longer than I should have been because I was like, well, maybe I can make it work or, you know, but you kind of force those situations, but you know, it's not right. You know, deep down, it ain't the one. So, um, so for me, I used to live in Pennsylvania. I'm in Florida right now. And I, um, you know, I was doing wedding planning. So imagine this, you're single and you're planning everybody else's beautiful, perfect day. But here you are out there living life and you're just single out in the dating world trying to find your one. <laughs> you're one. You're one. And how long did you do that for? Like, what, what was what was that like for you? How long were you like doing the wedding planning and being single and trying to like put all that together? Yeah. So that was for about five years. And I did it for five years. I had my own company and then I had, I worked for, for a golf club and I loved it. Like I loved my job. And during that time, 
I, and this was still, I was living in Pennsylvania. I found this company and it was a company that my husband still works for today. And I, they were in Florida. They were in Florida. And I was like, I love this company. I want to go work for them. So I reached out to the owner of the company through socials, like through Facebook. And it wasn't the owner of the company who caught the message. It was my husband. It was so, so, so this guy, this random guy is going through his boss's messages. He sees my message come through and he's like, hey, get with me, my uh, VP, who he was the VP at the time, and link up for an interview. And I was like, okay, great. Like, who's the, you know, send me his info. So, so, so my husband, again, this just random guy at the time who I don't even know is kind of like, okay, I see this girl. She's coming through the DMs. Like, let me try and like set myself up here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Back up, girlfriend. Wow. So he wasn't even thinking like you're going, you're doing more for the company. What kind of company was it that you were like looking into? So it's a sales training company. Oh, perfect. So it's a sales training company, but he's thinking completely different. He and it, the and the funny part is I I learned years later that he's you know going through funneling through these messages sees my just like picture come across and this message come across and he turns to the guy next to him in his office and goes this is this is my future wife like without even meeting without anything he said there was just something about her photo there was just something about her that made me like this is the girl that I'm going to marry with, with like barely any conversation. Yeah. He didn't even know you girlfriend. You didn't even know that the guys are already thinking that that's going to be my wife. I didn't know he had plans. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So the guy ends up, okay. So you're single lady. You're wanting to go into something different. You want to go into this sales thing. This guy, you know, obviously DMs you. So what happened? What happens? What happens here? So, so I now reach out to, to him and we start talking about coming down to Florida for an interview. Okay. And I'm like, okay, like we've got this ball on a roll. Like let's, let's go down for this interview. Nothing. This had nothing to do with dating for a guy. This was all for coming down for an interview to work for this company. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You weren't even thinking of that. Like your mind was, it was like, I had a couple maybe one or two phone call conversations with him at the time, but didn't really know him. I mean, didn't know him like at all. So he, on the back end of this, um, is like planning, like, cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to come down. I'm going to do this job interview and let's see what happens. Cause I, not only did I want to work for the company, but I really wanted to be in Florida. Cause I was like, I've always had envisioned myself living somewhere warm with palm trees. And I just wanted to get out of Pennsylvania. You know, what's interesting. Like, I want to say this real quick because I think this is fascinating. So I talk to a lot of women. I talk to a lot of women about, you know, how you're dating and like, how do you know if a man's into you or how do you right. know all the, all the things, right? And one of the things I always say, I said, I'm going to explain something to you about men. Um, you know, men are different than women and that's totally cool, right? It's just how we process things, how we do things. But a man, when he knows, it's unexplainable. He just knows. Yeah. And that's why I tell women sometimes I said, you know, don't worry because when you are interested in someone and maybe you're not even interested in someone, but the man that is interested in you, he will move mountains. He'll make it happen. He'll pursue you. And then, of course, then, then you decide, do I want this one or not? But there is something so sexy about that. Oh, my God. Taking initiative, 
like, especially for me, because in business, I'm so I have to be that alpha, the 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 go getter. Like for me, when it comes to my relationship, you know, with my husband, I'm like, I love when you just take control in that department because I feel like I don't have like I'm doing it in all the other areas. It feels nice to be able to let you lead, like pick the date night, pick where we're going to go out to like whatever it is, you know, so like I love that. And I love to let him be in control of that department. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? And, and, and this is interesting, too, because the majority and I don't know what it is now. I don't know if people are like women don't want to admit that. Thank you for saying that, actually, because the the majority of the women lead control, but not control yes. you. But like, yes, I know that. Like, be the be the man of the house because have have those roles, have the polarity role, have the masculine and the feminine role. You know, a man to choose you, want you, protect you, provide for you. And and the reality is, is the women that's actually Sandy what they want. Oh, well, I and I can speak from personal like experience here because even in my own marriage, I have had to find like in what areas do I do I want to lead and what areas do I want him to lead? And I've had to be like I've had to step out of that alpha role to let him lead because he's very like my husband is amazing. He's so easy. He's so like like whatever you want. You know, he's just an easygoing guy. And it's easy for me to come in and just be like, well, this or that, or, or kind of like bulldoze a situation because I do that with my, with my, with my own business or my own, whatever. So for, for him, like I've had, and for us and for our family, I've had to be able to say, okay, like when it comes to even like something as simple, and I know all the feminists are going to get on me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I like when he comes home, I have made a very, very conscious decision. I'm like, I want to have dinner ready for my man. I want him to feel like he is like coming into a very welcoming environment because I just for me, like I know that that is going to put him like it's going to put his guard down from like his day at the office, his hard day. And look, I'm not perfect at it. I'm still working on it. But I'll tell you, like I got three three deliveries of flowers this week for thanking me for all the dinners I've been making. <laughs> so something's working and something's working. It's not always perfect, but at the end of the day, like my husband and I say this to each other all the time now is like, how can I serve you? Because when we take it off of ourselves, we're so used to being me, 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 me. Like you forget that that other person, they have needs too. And especially in a marriage when you are are there to be in that relationship together in a partnership. It's okay to lean on them, you know? It's okay for him to lean on me when he's going through something or vice versa. And and it's so much powerful that way because I used to come from the camp of like, no, I'm so I'm this independent and I can do it on my own and I don't need a man. I don't need a man. Yeah, it, that doesn't work. Right. I mean, I love my mom, but she'd always say to me like, don't rely on a man. Don't be, and I'm like, you, you, you're married to dad for 40 years. Like, what do you mean don't rely on a man? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> you did. I get what she's, I get that. I get that, you know, I get where they're coming from. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you've got to be able to step into what it is that you want and you can't, you can't hold back and expect to get what you want at the same time. No, and you should actually be able to rely on your man. And that's why it's so important. You should 100%. And that's why it's so important. And that's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching is, like, who you choose, right? Like, honestly, that's what it really comes down to. 
who you choose as your life partner, there really is somebody for everyone. It is just giving yourself an opportunity to really understand what is it that you're wanting? How do you actually want to feel with another person? And what do you want in a relationship? And I tell women all the time because, you know, I deal with women, you know, you know like you just said, I love that you just said that you have this also business sense of you. You're a very independent woman. You're go, 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 go. And so you're able to put on that type of energy, which is more of the masculine energy, just, you know, getting things done. But really that type of energy doesn't really work when it comes to romance. That's right. I've had to learn that. Yes. And being able to be a woman because we can have we can do it both. It's really, truly learning how to put on our different hat, put on our hat when we are like, you know, mama mode and getting things done and doing all the things, but also learning how to put on a different hat, get into our feminine and relaxing it, leading back and realize you don't have to do it all. And the masculine man, a man that's really into that energy, he wants to provide for you. He he wants you to be happy. And a lot of times as women, we're not really understanding. Sandy, you know that like this is perfect. We're having this conversation. We're not really understanding how important that is to understand what is it that you want, but how are you showing up? first and i think too like a big part of this and and again like this is always this will always forever be like an evolution but it's like have the communication because i find that the times when i feel the most connected to my husband is when we have communication and like he's coming home from a business trip today he's been gone for three or four days and we haven't been having that communication so it's like we're like, okay, now we regroup, we get on the same page, we go out for a date night, we may even do like just a hotel night out where we can go have dinner and sleep in the next morning, you know, but like we have two kids. So life, like I have my business, he has his, we've got two kids, he travels, I travel. I mean, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot going on. So the, the times when I feel most connected to him is when we can say, look, like, I have all this going on. What can I do to support you? Vice versa. How can I support you? And at the end of the day, you just feel like, okay, even though there's a lot going on, you've, you're you connected to your partner, no matter what else is going on externally. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so when he, so when, when he leaves and you leave and you guys are not, like you just said, that I want people to hear this, and you guys are not able to connect the way you usually do. So you, it sounds like to me, tell me that you guys actually make it a priority when he comes back to have that time for each other. Because isn't that so important to like have that, what do you call it? To like regroup, reconnect and not, you know, mine's been out of town. And it's weird because I forget sometimes, like he's been out of town and I am such a, oh my gosh, I'm so needy sometimes. Like I just, I do, I do, I I need it. I'm a, I feel like it's okay. Like, like if this is your partner right it's like it's okay to want them to need them to and I don't feel like look there is an overly like needy if it, every second of the day you need to be in communication no, no, I'm not on like the phone, that on a, but no. like you should want and need that person if that's who you've chosen to have in your life you know so I I think that it gets a bad rap because you know like what was the movie it was like stage five clinger um there's there's a movie and they're like the girl was so needy and whatever but like look at the end of the day like you like I, like my husband has has actually said to me Sandy I love it when you like want me so like that's not a bad thing that's a really good thing to want that your partner absolutely and that's how I was feeling like I I noticed like with me like 
it's okay to feel that I need him. And like now he's he just got back and we got back and he's been busy. I'm feeling a little funky because look, I'm going to get all a little most because we haven't connected. So it's my survival with him. And you know what? I love this conversation because I number one, I don't think that this is like being talked about enough. And number two, like I for me, like family is at the root of everything that I do. Like I mentioned like on the beginning of the of the podcast, like I'm so fortunate that I had such great examples in my life, but but family has always been everything to me. And when I think about that, I'm also thinking about not just like my husband and I as this unit, I'm thinking about my kids and what example, like I always, I always like when I go out to dinner, like I'll say to people, I'm like, I like my boys, number one, I'm so proud of them. But number two, I always say they're going to be the best daddies and husbands one day because my husband, they have such a great example in my husband and then also together us as this dynamic look we don't always get it right nobody does it's nothing is ever perfect but it's like how you navigate and what you do to like show up be present be there for the other person and you know what even when sometimes aren't great because you're going to go through that too it's like what and and i'm reading this actually because i'm reading parenting books all the time is like even in those hard moments It's not like, it's okay, you're going to have that. But like, what's the repair on the other side? And same thing goes for, you know, a marriage or a relationship. It's like, you're going to have the fight. You're going to have the whatever it is, communicate or be on the same page, whatever. But it's like getting back to a place where you guys are like, okay, we're like us again. You know, it's like you, you know when you feel off and you know when you're like good and going and on that same page. Right. No, that's fantastic. Oh, it's so fantastic. That is so true. And it's really making sure, like you said, that you communicate, that you are okay with your wants and your needs, that you don't like just assume like, you know, my being needy or whatever. It's actually okay. It's okay to feel that way. We actually wrote these out. Like I'm such a huge proponent on like taking action and like, you know, like let's talk about it, but actually let's do it. So one of the, what an exercise that my husband and I have, we did it like in the beginning of the year. So we do it on our like monthly. We have our monthly. We call them our, our J&S days, our Jared and Sandy days. Like our not, not a date night. A date night is different than our, we call them relationship days. And what we'll do is we'll sit down and we'll just both of us separately. We'll write out what we need. Like I need and look, it, sometimes it's like I need connection time with you three times a week, four times a week. I need you to want me. I want you to feel like I want to feel like I'm wanted. I want I want flowers. I want a dinner. I want, it could be anything. Like there's no wrong answers because it's about getting out what you need to get out. And then the other person doing their part to show up. And again, it might not always be perfect, but it's the effort that you're putting in to make sure that that other person feels seen and heard. Oh, that's fantastic. Sandy, oh my God, thank you for that tip. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. No, because if there's one thing to just talk about it, right? There's one thing to say, oh, this and all that, but actually having an action plan and say, no, this is actually what I need. And then proceeding with that, like, like making sure that that happens. That's so important. I think that's obviously probably one of the reasons why you guys have had a successful marriage is because you take the time and the effort to really connect with each other and to make each other priorities even though you just said I mean girlfriend I know we're going to talk about what you do and all that kind of good stuff even though what you do for a living and you're such a busy and being a mom but I can love that you 
keep saying, you keep bringing it back to, no, we make sure that we communicate. We make sure that we tell each other our needs. That's what makes for a successful long-term relationship. And you know what? We didn't do it in the beginning because it was like, oh, butterflies, rainbows. Before, And even like before kids, we call our like single days before we had kids. We're like when we were single, we'd go out and we'd stay out till like midnight. You know, now we're in bed by nine o'clock every night. Um, <laughs> but like, when you're in a stage of life when things get so busy, it's like it's so easy to let the thing that you're just like, oh, well, they should know this about me or they should know that go by the wayside versus like, no, that's a thing we need to be prioritizing because that is the main thing, you know? So like what we've done and, and very strategically this year, I would say even more so than like any other time in our marriage is we sit down at the beginning of the year. So get one of like those big desk calendars. And I do this, it's funny because I do we do this for our personal life, but we also do this in our professional lives. And we color code the calendar. So like Jared's blue, I'm purple, uh, the kids are green, and then like, uh, like extracurricular slash travel is like an orange, right? So we have the calendar. And we go through the entire year January 1 like literally sit down we do a spa day we get it's very it's like sexy romantic but also planning so we go through the entire year now we know let's say something that's in like October that we're planning for January is probably going to change but what we do is every single quarter we sit down and and pull back out that calendar and say, okay, now where are we at? So January, February, March. Okay, look, what do we need to update or change? Okay, April, May, June, what do we need to change? And we just go through the year updating that. And and he, he might have a travel date that changes. Uh, my son might have like a day off of school that changes, like whatever it is. And we we very, very strategically put on there the days that we have our relationship days, which is once a month, and those are different than, than our date nights. And then we also put on the calendar when our family travel time is, because this year we've had, so once a quarter, we do now family travel time, like where we're going to go. We were in Alaska. We just came back from Europe. Like in the years prior, it would just be like, well, if it fits on the calendar, it fits. So now we're like, we are prioritizing the family time the Jared and Sandy time, the date nights, but also the travel, the work and all that. So it's not just like, oh, it's going to happen if there's time. No, 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 no. We are making time for it. Girlfriend, you are just giving us so much good stuff today. Thank you. That No, because what I love is that you're telling us things, but what I love about you is that you are actually someone that puts it into practice. You know, you're actually saying, no, you, ladies, 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 it wasn't always like this. And I, I wanted to have this amazing relationship. And even though I, I was able to see amazing relationships, I realized as time went by, as I got married, um, you have to actually create your own amazing relationship. It just doesn't right? just happen. Life happens. Life, and, and actually one of the pieces of advice that both my grandmother and grandfather gave me was, because you know, again, here's me in like la la Disneyland, like, like, like everything's perfect. Marriage will always be amazing. You know, my grandparents and even seeing their beautiful marriage and relationship had said to me, Sandy, marriage is not a fairy tale. You have to make it the way you want it to make it 
because it's not just going to be perfect. Like you have to make it the way that you want it to be. So that goes back into his, my grandfather's favorite, uh, famous quote of create your own destiny, because the same thing goes with your marriage. You're not going to have a great marriage relationship if you don't have that communication and the planning and, and the execution behind what it is that you want. Yes, absolutely. What? Oh, absolutely. That's really what it comes down to. You have to really be able to create whatever it is that you want. And when you think about, okay, so we're going to go even back a little bit. So when you think about, you know, you being Sandy, single lady, you know, doing your thing, I want to know how did you actually know this man was your man? Like, so he, you go to Florida, okay? And now is he is he interviewing you or he's coming to like what happened here, Sandy? So it's so funny. I, I love that. I love that we like back from it. So here I am, right from Flor- uh, from from uh, Philly, coming down to Florida. So this man, he he picks me up at the at the airport. He like takes me out to lunch to dinner. We go out. I- we, we, I'm like, what kind of interview? I'm like, I knew we weren't in an actual like interview room, literally in his mind. And he tells me this, you know, years later after the fact, he's like, I had to make you fall in love with me in three days. because He's like, and not be a creep and fall in love with, and have you fall in love with me within three days because I knew you were going back to Philly. And I'm like, Oh, like, like my mind is like, I was so not there. You know, I'm like looking, I'm like, I'm having fun with this guy. I think he's attractive, but I'm like, I just, this is, this is like this, I guess this is how they do it in Florida. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going through this, like, you know, job interview process. So I'm like, uh, so, so I go back home to Philly and I'm like, so they offer me, you know, what they were going to offer me. And at the time it was the same thing I was making in Philly. And I was like, as much as I want to come down and be in Florida and as much as I want to be working with this company, like the numbers just don't add up for me. So I just can't, I can't make the commitment. So for for him, again, this is now knowing years later, he goes, shoot, how am I going to get her back down here again? Because the only way this is going to work is if I'm like there, you know, and he's in Florida and I'm in Philly. Like the distance doesn't add up. No, long distance ladies, that doesn't work. No, you you don't want like a, just a build a bear. Like you just every once in a while. No. So it was not, it was not working for him. And again, in his mind, he's still thinking, oh my God, how do I get her down here? So like fast forward, I would say it was the interview was maybe like June, July. We're, we're like talking and not even like dating talking. We were just like well, every once in a while, he's like checking in with me through text. Like, how are you? What are you up to? You should come down for a visit. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. He's like kind of sprinkling in there, but no official, like, you know, here's, here's a ticket come down. So now we're in, I want to say it was like October and this was 2012. So now we're in October. And he's like, I want you to come down. I had such a great time with you. This was like from June to October. Um, I want you to come down. I'm going to buy you a ticket. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now we're, now we're like making some progress. So at the time I had to cancel the trip on him because my mom ended up getting, going into the hospital. I literally canceled on him like the day before the flight. I was like, I am so sorry to do this to you, but I, I can't come. And, I, and, and this was the turning point. This was the, oh my God, this guy is so different. This was it. I go and I tell him this. And I thought in my mind, because I was used to these kind of guys, I thought he was going to be like, screw her. Yeah, she's flaky. Like, making write her off. excuses, write her off. Right. She's done. Yeah. So, so for me, I was like, let's, let's see how he handles this. So 
he writes back to me and he's like, if I can do anything, let me know. I'm so sorry. Like very, very like, and, and I was shocked and I was like, whoa, this guy is so different than any of the other guys I had ever dated. Then the next day, he's like, how's she doing? Can I do anything? Like, let's try and plan another trip when you're ready. Like, like not pushy, but just like, hey, can I do anything? I'm here if you need me. And I was like, wow, that is different. <laughs> I, I'm sure you obviously felt like, wow, this is a good man. Yes. He's not making it about him. His e he's, he's typical right. guys. They have these egos, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, she's how do I know that's really true? So they make it all about them. And it seems like with him that he was like, no, I really like this lady. Right. And that for me was like a big. Oh, that's like, wow. I didn't expect that. And I did. And I thought it was just going to be like, OK, bye. Like, I'll never see you again type of a thing. Well, that's important to say, Sandy, because, again, that's something that is so important when you think about, especially about relationships in men. I'm always telling women, I say, listen to me, it's not what they just say. It's actually how they show up because people people will show you their truth. They will show you who they are. And so you have to really believe, yes, words are beautiful, but if they're not with action then it's just it's just words it's just words you know anybody can say whatever they want to say so he's a man of his word so that like blew me away and i was now i'm like i'm now i'm like curious now i'm like okay i'm impressed now like he hasn't even really done anything yet and i'm impressed so fast forward now another two months so this was the end of december and we're still talking but there's like nothing really going you know just just talking through text not even phone calls, like literally just through text messages. And I said, now, now here's me reaching out. And I said, Hey, cause I was, again, I was still doing wedding planning and I had, I had a break from work, uh, in between Christmas and new year's. And I, so I'm like kind of testing him a little bit here. And I say, Hey, I have two options to come down. I can either come down in between Christmas and new year's or I can come down on New Year's, like for New Year's, because the test was if he's dating someone else, then he'll be with her on, on New Year's. If he's single, he'll want me to come down for New Year's. On New Year's, yeah. Exactly. So he passes the test again and he says, come down for New Year's. This time, though, I buy the ticket. I don't, I, I'm like, I'm, I don't want him to buy it. I don't expect him to buy it. I'm like, it's on me. It's on me to do this. I will get my own. I'll I'll get myself there. So I buy the ticket. I go down for maybe like three or four days. And literally in those three or four days, I was like, it was almost like tunnel vision. Like there was people around us at a New Year's party. We had gone out to a club. All and he and he says the exact same thing. Like all we saw was each other. Like there was there could have been nobody else there. It was literally just like him and I. And I was like, oh crap. Like after this weekend, I'm like, now how is this gonna work? You're like Sandy in love. Sandy was in love. She's like, holy moly, mama's in love. Mama's in love. Oh no, but I can imagine you were smitten with this man. You were totally and this smitten. Is the thing. I I wasn't in love yet, but I but I remember saying to like my close girlfriends, I go, there's something so pure here. There's something so good here. I, like I have to, I, I gotta see what 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 it is because like I I don't know what it is, but like I would be crazy not to like see where this is gonna go, right? To see what's happening because you, I another thing is always about like 
in that time with this guy, you must have felt completely, there has to, I'm always telling women, I'm like, how do you feel around that person? Like, do you right. feel right. the warm and fuzzies? Because you, because if you, when you get out of your head and you really allow yourself to drop into your body and, and just go with the flow, just really go with it. Yeah. How do you actually feel? Do you feel warm and fuzzy? Do you feel safe? Do you just feel like something's right here? Or or do you feel like, yeah, he's nice, but oh, I don't know. Something's not feeling right, Sandy. Right? Within, I mean, I'm telling you, like there was a time period for maybe like, I don't know, a year where I was just like dating. Like I'd go out to dinner with a guy and be like, meh. Or I'd, you know, and, and I, I would know within the first date whether or not there was like that chemistry or that spark there, you know? So like you got to go with your gut instinct because like I know sometimes like I would do this too. I'd be like, oh, I want to force it or I want to make it work. But it's it's not there. Like if it's not there, it's not there. And it was that's why it was different with this guy. Right. So different. I mean, the fact that he was so just again, like I kept I would always tell my girlfriends. I'm like, he's so different. He's so different. But like it was the fact that he was different, but also the fact that he was like, letting me be me and and then but also like we were talking about before like with the masculinity part of that like having that like him here so it was just very special like from the beginning and I felt it like I felt it from very early on I didn't know what it was but I knew I wanted to like explore more of that now the scary part was the fact that he was in Florida and I was in Philly you know, like the, navigating that part of it. So, so that was really, and, and I'll give you the quick synopsis of that, but that was four months of long distance. So from the end of December to the beginning of April, we did long distance. And he just said to me one day, I think I should meet your parents. So again, such a gentleman, I think I should meet your parents because like, I don't know where this is going, but like, I really like, I want to take the next steps and I want you to like, come move down here. And I was like, yeah, I feel it too. <laughs> like, this is where, you know, this is, this is, I, I, like, I want to know where this is. Yeah. So, so pretty much in that four month time period, we would see each other like every two weeks. Like he would fly up to Philly. I'd come down to Florida. He'd be on a business trip. I remember he was in New Orleans. This is another crazy part of the story. He was in, uh, I came down to, to Florida for like a second time. And this was maybe like January. And I got stuck here. There was a blizzard. There was a blizzard up north, you know, like January. There's blizzards going on, you know, in Pennsylvania. And I swear it was like the universe like conspiring to keep us together because I was in here. I was in Florida. I had booked a flight to go home. It was canceled the first time. He's got to go to New Orleans on a business trip. Three times, I ended up rerouting my flight from Philly to New Orleans. He, like, bought me clothes when I was there. I'm like, I only have warm stuff. It is cold there. Like, he's like, don't worry about it. Like, if you want to go, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know? And then while we were there, three times my flight got canceled. So I ended up spending almost a week with him just from Florida to New Orleans. And that condensed time together was like we were together for a year. Like you're, you're with someone like all throughout the day, all throughout the night. And you really get to see someone's like personality and, you know, all the kind of like ins and outs of that person. And it kind of like fast tracks the relationship. 
Okay. Okay. So let me just figure this out. What actually happened that week then that it took you from like thinking, okay, I'm going to just kind of be here for a little moment. But for some reason, no matter what we do, I can't leave. Like it just wasn't allowing you to leave. That's just just crazy. Exactly. And it felt like I said, it felt like the universe was like conspiring to keep us together for an extended period of time. So we were, were we were still doing long distance at this point. So I was in Philly, he was in in Florida, in Miami. And because we were together for so long, I mean, mind you, this was maybe our only second or third date. And we were together for this long. And you're like living with this person, you know, like we're in hotel rooms and and it's and we were dating. We were dating at that point. We were like boyfriend, girlfriend at this point. But the thing was, because we were also in different states, because, you know, of the long distance, it also expedited the relationship. So for me, and I, and for my husband as well, it was just like, it, it just proved to us what we already kind of knew, which was like, is this the right person? Uh, I don't know, maybe yes, no. It was like, okay, now that I'm spending this much time with you, like it's solidifying what I already know. Oh my goodness, girlfriend, that is just crazy. Like, no, I really believe what you just said. I think that the universe was like, no, we are going to make sure if these two are going to be together, not together, we're not going to waste her time. We are not wasting your time. Okay, so then, okay, so then you leave, obviously, and then how from when you left and from when you actually, like, moved there? Because that's a big deal, Sandy. That's a big deal. It Yeah, it is a big deal. It was four months. It was very quick. It was four months, so officially started dating in January, moved in with him um, down in Miami in April, so four months, and... It was just one of those things like when you know, you know, like I'm a very like I go with my gut, but I follow my 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 brain. Right. Like my my head. Like I like I, I follow my heart, but I take my head with me. And I just said, you know what? Like and again, I was doing wedding planning at the time. I'm like, you know, I'm here I'm marrying off all, all these couples they are beautiful weddings and I'm seeing all of this, but like, where's mine? Like, where, where, when do I get to have that? You know? And at that point it was, was on my radar. And because I felt like this could really be something, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, it didn't even feel like a chance. It just felt like I'm going to explore what this is and it's going to be what it is. And I, I wasn't like, well, if it doesn't, I didn't give it a deadline because I know like women, like we like deadlines or whatever like if it doesn't look like this by this time then I'm gonna do this or I'm not gonna do that for me I was like you know what I'm just gonna see what happens and I'm excited to just see where it goes so it was a year that we lived together and then the next May like not May like April May but like the next May he proposed girlfriend oh my goodness and so obviously then throughout that year like like in that year living with him and really getting to know him I mean, it, obviously, I would think that it was being more and more confirmed that this is the man that I actually want to, you know, be with for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, we were just aligned with, in so many ways, like values. I felt like, you know, we were we are cut from the same cloth in terms of what we wanted, first and foremost, for family, because like I said, I'm such a big family person. And I knew that the person, like I had an idea of what their values and and morals and what kind of family would look like to them um and he you know he checked all those boxes so just being together over that course of that year just confirmed all the things that i was hoping for you know like you hope it's one thing sometimes it's, it's not 
But like for me, it was just like getting to be with him more because when you when you do long distance, you miss the little things. You miss like going to bed with each other at night or you miss like going out, you know, to the movies together or like just a little thing day to day. So being together was our time to just like be ourselves and not have to like be out in like, you know, it's Miami. So out on a date night, like in a club or out to dinner or whatever, like we could just be ourselves. Oh, mama, that is so fantastic. And I love that you're saying that because that's what it really comes down to is like really aligning yourself with another human being that you actually can be the true authentic self, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the levels. When you ended up, so the, so the guy ends up asking you to marry him. And tell us a little bit about that. Like how, was that a surprise? Were you thinking, yeah, did you guys already, did you talk about obviously marriage? Did you talk about, you know? He did. I mean, like from the very beginning, he made it clear, like, the this is my intention like you are my future wife like when I'm i want to be married i want to be a married man i want a family I wanna about, like, I wanna... one, like you know that whole like all of that um so from the very beginning like that was clear for both of us like we were very verbal and would communicate on that so i think it's so important and especially if you're a single lady and you're dating and you really do have that spark with someone because there's a difference between you know, chemistry, but there's a difference between compatibility, right? So you can have chemistry with a person, right? But not necessarily compatibility in the long term or have like alignment, meaning what kind of, you know, values we have, where are our intentions. And one thing that I always believe that is so important is really finding out, like not wasting your time, like really understanding the intentions of the person that you are dating, knowing where we're going, instead of just saying, okay, you know, like you said, I'm not just like gonna be like just dating this guy and not have, you know, this man or maybe eventually and moving in with him. Like moving in with him was also big. And that was a big step. Especially when you're moving like from another state or you're relocating, like that those are pretty big like commitments to then go. And and you know, he didn't take that lightly either. Cause I I remember even like talking to his mom like a few years later and she's like, you know, I told him like she's relocating for you. Like that's not like don't take this lightly, you know? And he's like, no, no, no I'm not. I'm just, I'm in it. I'm in it, you know. So, like, I'm in it. It's my girl, mom. <laughs> that's the other thing too. I feel like because he comes from such a good family, like those are all things that I was looking at. Like what kind of family are you coming from? What are your values? What do you prioritize? And for me, like all the things that I was looking for, he was he wasn't telling me, he was showing me. Like it's not like oh, I value family and then like doesn't have a real good relationship with his parents or his brother. Like he was consistent with like what he was saying and doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So his words were matching his actions. So he was like, I'm gonna travel the world, but he don't even have a passport. You know what I mean, like, what, what, how are we going to travel the world? You don't even have a passport. You just all talk. So it seems like from the beginning of this, you know, like we've been talking about, um, he was definitely a man with good intentions and he's a man that he, he knew, he knew exactly what he wanted. And that to me is so important because if you're dating a guy and he's wishy-washy and he doesn't have intentions or he doesn't have like a view of what he wants for his life, a plan, a direction, and that's really what's going to end up happening. You're going to go around and around. You're going to be in these situationships and it's not, you know what I mean? It, that's, that's where the frustration comes. When we met, I was 26. He was 31, 26 and 31. Yeah. And like, we were both at the point where we were like, okay, we're not just dating to, to, to date, you know, like 
we know that this is going to go somewhere. So know the difference. Like if you're going to go date someone and just have fun, like know that you're doing it for that reason. But if you are out to date to have an end goal and you want a family and you want to get married and all these things and like date for the way that you want your life to go. Don't just like, I mean, I'm saying waste time, but like show up and let your actions also speak for what it is that you want. That's so important. That is so important. And know what your intentions are. And that's how you know that you're not going to waste your time. Right. And you'll get what you want faster. Like you'll figure it out. Like it's either the right thing faster you figure it out or it's the wrong thing and you figure it out faster and then you move on. <laughs> Perfect. So now <laughs> you're with this guy. And so, so you're thinking, okay, obviously I want to marry him. I'm in love with him. But you didn't know, like, were you surprised or what did you guys like kind of like? Well, apparently like he had had this ring for... Ooh, let's see the ring like then. <laughs> wow. He already had the ring? Well, he had it. He So so he proposed to me in May, but he said he, he was like waiting to propose to me for like three months. And then every time he was going to like get ready to do it, like we, like someone, someone would come into town or I would go out of town or like, like he just never would like, the, yeah. And then, so the day that he proposed, so our thing together every weekend, every like Saturday or Sunday, we would always go to the first movie like out that morning. So whatever it is, like a 10 a.m. movie. And so we were, he was like, okay, we're going to go to the movies. And I'm like, my cousin's in town and I want to go see him. He's like, he's like, we're just, we're going to go to this movie. Let's just go to the movie. Like this is like, and, and I'm like, why does he want to go to this movie so bad? Like, like why are we all like, he's like, really into the movie. I'm like, my cousin's in town for like this weekend. Like we, like this doesn't happen all the time, you know? And um, he's like, so apparently, again, I found this out later. He had texted my cousin. It was like, I'm trying to propose to her. Can we like get together another time? <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to like plan something here. So he had rented out the movie theater. And um, I think it was our second date. We were in New York and we, he took me to Cinderella on Broadway. Cinderella on Broadway, you know, again, it's like my Disney, like, you know, whole thing that I, that I love. So Cinderella had just come out in the movie theater and he's like, we're going to go, we're going to go to the first showing. We're going to go see Cinderella. So he had rented out the movie theater and he wanted to sit like really like, you know, when you sit in a movie theater and if you sit too close, you're like, your neck is like, you're like straining your neck. She wanted to sit in the first like couple rows and I was like, like we have this whole theater, like nobody else is in here and you want to sit in the front row? Like that's weird. He's like, stop arguing, just like let's sit here. Well, what I didn't know is he had a photographer like a couple rows back and he didn't want me to see the photographer like ducking down below. Girlfriend, <laughs> he had it all planned. Yeah. Yes, in the theater. So like the movie starts, the um what the previews start playing, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's like the movie's going to start, but it's like this other, like, love story. But it's our love story. So he had he had a whole video, like, montage of, like, and he played out this whole storyline of, like, there was this prince, you know, who was looking for his princess and, and he was searching for her. And she was in Philly, but he was in Florida. Like, it was, like, our whole story, but played out in, like, a Disney movie and then at the very end of like all of our photos and our story in the movie was a was a video of him like on the rooftop of his building of where he worked at the time. And he was like, you know, I love you so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And then the lights came up and then he's down on one knee proposing. 
Girlfriend, that is the best story ever. Oh, my goodness. Was it like, oh, was it so surreal? When were you really? And I was like, I wish I would have known because I remember getting ready to like go to the movies. And, you know, you go to the movies and like sweats and like a a hat, you know. And I remember being like, okay, well, I'm going to wear like some cutoff jean shorts and like like, some random t-shirt. And I was like, my hair is like not done. Like... to like hide in the theater because I'm like barely any makeup on and I'm like darn it like I had no idea like I really was very surprised and I I almost wish I would have known a little bit more because then I would have like dressed up a little bit yeah a little more a little more but you know what it ended up happening like that's that was the story that's he knew with you he had to completely stay with the routine probably you know that we always go there and if I even give her a little hint you know he might have he he really wanted to surprise you yes and I'm so glad he did because like I love surprises I know some people can go either way but I love surprises and like especially that I was like I'm so glad I didn't know because it really was like I was surprised. So you were totally surprised. Okay, so then you guys get married. And how long have you guys been married now? So January will be eight years, but 10 years together, eight years married. Okay, so you've been with this guy for 10 years and you've been married for eight and you have two boys. So in these 10 years of marriage and being with him has like what has like happen with your guys' relationship? Have you guys, you know, like have, have has he been consistent? Have you been consistent? Like what are the things that have really worked for you? And did you guys during these last 10 years, have you guys gone through, you know, some trials and trips, you know, some things have happened that you've had Look, to like work through. Like any relationship, yeah. there's always going to be peaks and valleys, right? And I think what's really important in finding a partner is someone who is committed to you is committed to figuring things out no matter what and what i'll say is like i i look back on you know like you look like the day i got married we're so in love but i love my husband more now today than i did the day i got married to him you know like the things that you go through like i think about when i had to have my c-sections and i literally like this is gonna sound gross but like i couldn't even like go to the bathroom on my own because i just would cut through you know like he was there he's the one that's there with me like helping me like go through all of these these things that like aren't easy and I remember even you know during COVID look everybody was home together and I know that there was a lot of difficult times for relationships for us we were like oh we have so much time together like we were we're very very happy because my husband travels a lot we both have very um, busy, active schedules and kids, active schedules and travel and all the things. And so you tend to appreciate the time that you have together, even if it's not like all of this time, like to us, I think what has been successful for us is number one, we know what the main thing is like above anything else. We know that each other and our family are the main priority above anything else. are the main priority. And you guys are busy, Sandy, and just real quick, and you guys are actually busy because what, tell me a little bit of what your husband does and what do you do, mama? Like you go, you, I know that you have like a full thing going on here. And I know that, I don't even know when in between you were actually, what, what year so were last you year, Miss International? I won Mrs. International last, I just got off of my, my reign. So I gave the title over to the new Mrs. International uh, in July. So it's only been a few months, um, you know, that I just stepped out of that role in that position. 
Um, but yeah, I have my own business. I'm a high performance productivity coach. So I help women figure out all of their systems and strategies when it comes to their businesses. And the main thing is, is like when you do have a lot going on, when you're the wife, the mom, the business owner, running the home, the travel, supporting your husband or Miss Universe. Seriously, a risk international. Yeah, you, you need to have structure. You need to have systems. You need to have a solid flow of how you're showing up and where you're showing up. So I teach my clients how to structure and systemize everything, everything from their home to their businesses. And, and that is my business and what I do. On top of that, my husband's the president for a sales training company, and he he's always been busy. I mean, there's never a time in our marriage or in our relationship where he hasn't been like traveling, working weekends or nights or like long hours. So like we were always used to that. It was when my life got to the point where it was, I'm speaking on stages, I'm a TV host, I'm a speaker, I won Mrs. International. Like now you have two high performers who are like both on their rocket ships and you're like, okay, how do we keep the main thing, the main thing while also prioritizing each other and then the kids and then the business and the travel. So like, how Sandy, how? It's, it's exactly what I, what I coach on and what I teach on, you know, like you're able to do all of those things and take care of yourself and go on date nights and do all these things that, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to have like a day to go get a massage or get my nails done or like my hair or, or take a date night with my spouse. But like, you can, you can do all of that. You just have to have the right systems and strategies in place. And, and truly that's how we're able to do it because it's not like all of a sudden one random day we're like, let's just plan a date night. Like it is scheduled. Like we have our schedules for our date nights, for our relationship days I was telling you about, like the kids, all of their schedules. So it's, it's a system. Like it is a machine all in of its own. It is a machine. And you know what? That's so cool that you're saying that because I think that's where a lot of people get a little like tripped up on, right? Like because we're trying to, you know, you, you figured a lot of times you think, okay, what has to give? Or, you know, do I put more, do I put more energy here? Do I put more energy there? And it really comes down to is I really feel that like with all my heart is that they don't have a system. They don't have something that's already planned because if you don't pre-plan things, if you don't like have that already ahead of time, what happens? You like you get busy, you have kids. Yeah. And then what happens is you leave it up to chance and then it never happens. And you're like, how come it's been five years or 10 years and we haven't gone on a date night or it's been five years or 10 years and we haven't taken a family vacation or like whatever, because life is going to happen. Work is going to happen. You know, your travel, like all of these things, it's going to happen because those are the things that are scheduled. Like, you know, you've got to show up to work Monday through Friday for your clients, for your boss, for whatever. But what happens to the personal side of things, to the relationship, to the marriage, for the kids? Like, why aren't we scheduling that? Because that's, in my opinion, that's even more important than all the it other is. stuff. 100%. 100%. Because if you, if things are good in the house and we're feeling connected and we're feeling that our cup is being, you know, like overflow in the house, everything else just works itself out. It just really does, doesn't it? It's when, it's when life is when we are not taking care of ourselves. It's when we're not, you know, really prioritizing that connection with our partner. It's when we're, you know, when we're not prioritizing, like actually scheduling time to just put everything aside and actually play with the kids, be with the kids. And when that's where I think 
things can really change a lot for people. I think there's the major little changes that you can make that can help you. What do you think has been, um, so when you're thinking about a relationship and, and you guys seem like you have a really beautiful, successful relationship, what ha- what are the main things? Would it be that? Is it, is it, you know, that you guys really prioritize each other? What, what would you think that is for you? So I think that's a component of it for sure. I think that you have to have mutual respect. Like if you, if one partner is not respectful of the other person's goals, of what they want to achieve, of what they're doing, like that's, a, I know that that, because I hear it from some of my clients. They're like, you know, like I have these goals or whatever, my husband doesn't get behind it, or it's hard for them to support the husband. Like you have to figure out how you can not just like, understand it you have to figure out how you can respect that person and what it is that they're doing because you might not agree with it there's a difference you might not agree with it like when i came to jared and i said i want to do mrs florida and i want to compete for mrs international he was like why he was like what like where is this coming from like why do you want to add one more thing to our plate one more responsibility like I don't know why you want to do it, but I respect you. And like, I'm going to support you if you're going to, if that's your decision, you know, like same thing, he's got to travel. I'm like, well, why you got to travel? You know, I could easily say that, but I know that like, if he's got to go do something, he's not, it's like we we're aligned when it, because we talk, because we have the communication and if he needs to go do something personally, professionally, we we're aligned and we respect what the other person needs to yeah, go do. Yeah, because it seems like overall you guys have that common goal is to stay connected, stay close, you know, certain goals with your marriage, certain goals with your life, and that all falls in that umbrella. Yeah, and I have my own personal goals like that are totally separate from like the house, the marriage, my business. Again, like the Mrs. International one is a perfect example. Like I remember when I, you know, I presented this, he just thought it was like the craziest idea. He's like, but why? Like, I don't understand why you want to do this. But if you want to do it, I'm going to support you because it's something that you want to do, you know? So so you don't have to understand it. You just have to be, you have to be on the same page of knowing that you're going to respect the person because that's what they want to do. It's their journey. You don't have to necessarily even need to know why they want to do it. You just got to support them because it's something that's on their heart. That's fabulous. What do you think of, you know, for listeners that are listening right now and they're in a relationship, you know, we have listeners that are in relationships and a lot of women that are, you know, looking for love. And for the ones that are actually in a relationship and they finding themselves, they're like, oh, ladies, oh, we're like, yeah, we are not in alignment. And we are like running around. I have the saying, you know, chicken without heads, you know, just like, how can they start, Sandy? What would be like just a, a little advice on, how they can start and start getting more connected and not just staying connected. Like to me, I always had this conversation with my husband. It really comes down to a certain type of consistency, right? Like you could talk, you could talk about it. You could say, oh, let's do this and let's do that. But there has to be a certain type of consistency because consistency is what's actually going to make it happen. So where, give me a list, a little like starting point, the starting point. Yeah. Okay. So I have two things. I have two, two exercises that I want to share with you. So the first one is you got to schedule the time together because it's so easy to say, we're going to do a day night. We're going to go, but then things pop up and it happens. The exercise that I gave you in the beginning of our conversation together, when you sit down, you pull out the calendar and you map out when are the date nights every week, at least once a week. And I know if you're not doing it at all right now. You're like, Oh my God, that's so much. 
Just do it. And I promise you, you're, you're going to start to see why I'm telling you this because it works. I'm not going to tell you, and I'm not going to say anything that I don't already do that's not successful. <laughs> Sandy's a woman, like she's not just talking. She's actually, whatever she's talking about, she actually puts it into action. I love that. That's right. And it's color coordinated. It's on the Google calendars. It's on the physical. So just do that, number one. Number two, this is an exercise that Jared and I do also. And it's kind of twofold. So the first part is, in, like separately, so on our own individually, we will write out what we need from that other person. So Jared might say, you know, I need you to show me more affection. He's a, his, his love language is a touch. So he's more of a, he's a touch. And I think most men are, you know, they weren't the physical touch. My love language is acts of service. I mean, I feel like I'm all of them. I feel like I'm all of them, if I'm being honest, but I, but I feel like acts of service, but also words of affirmation, because like, for me, like you, I love flowers. Like I love getting flowers or gifts, but like, I will save every single card that my friends, my family, that my husband, like I literally have in the back of me in my, in my, uh, organizer back here, my desk, a, a, a file, a folder of cards that people send me because I, that's one of my love languages is, is uh, words of affirmation. So so what we do is, is we write out what we need from the other person. So he'll say, you know, I need you to be more affectionate with me. I want you to like touch on me, love on me. Like that, like that's his world. You know, for me, I'm like, I want you to take me out. I don't know. I want to go have a, a staycation next week. I, I need you to help more around the house. I need you to help me to put the kids on the bed, like whatever it is. I mean, there's always different variations of this because the point is it's always going to be changing. Like one week, he's going to be killing it. Another week, you're going to be killing it. Another week, you both might be off and you're like, oh my God, we need to have this conversation because it's life. Like it's never going to go perfect. And the whole point of this is the communication. So the only way you're going to know what your per your person, your spouse needs is if you talk about it. So that's what we say to each other. Oh, she's dropping fire, ladies. Oh, my goodness. Are you writing this down? I'm like, I, I got I to re-listen to this. Now, this is so powerful, yeah. so, so that's what we do. We figure out, like, what is it that you need me to do more of? You know, like, what can I, how can I do that for you? And then another thing that we'll do, too, is we'll list out. So we have an exercise. It's like the 10 key areas. It's like physical, mental, like all the different things. And and I individually, we will rate rank ourselves where we're at. And then where do we, how do we want to show up to make it a 10? Like, let's say I give myself um, when it comes to like physical health, right? I'm like, okay, right now I'm at an eight. How, what would make me be at a 10? But like, what's the most important one? So there's 10 different areas. So if I'm going to go through all those 10 different areas, then like, what, which one is most important to me right now? Look, we're coming up on the last quarter of the year. It's, there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of family events. There's a lot of extra stuff, holidays, like women, you might need support from your spouse for like holiday shopping or gift wrapping or whatever it is. Or he could say to you, look, go hire someone. Cause this is what we do. We, we hire someone to just come and like wrap everything all at the same time. Like we don't have to do it and we get to spend time with our kids or together or whatever. But my point is, is like, there's a lot of extra things going on at the end of the year. So like, if that for you, if you already know going into that, that's a time where you're going to need extra support, help, whatever, then like, that's why you're doing that exercise to go through when you're going to need more of that help or support, communication, all these things, because you can kind of like 
you can you can see when it's coming. Other times when you can't, that's why you do those daily or those weekly uh, date nights, so you can have the conversations. And look, try not to make it all about kids. Like, of course, you're gonna want to like talk about what little Sally is like doing in school, but like make it fun and sexy because like that's that's another trick, ladies. Like, I like to to like make my husband like do things that I like to do, like planning and, and like all the scheduling, but I make it fun and sexy. So he actually loves doing it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause you make it fun. Yeah. It's not like a chore. Yeah. That's so important that you said that. I'm like, we're going to go, I'm going to take my calendar and our planner. I'm going to go get massages and then we're going to have lunch and then we're going to like, you know, just plan the whole thing out. And so like, he's looking forward to it. He's like, all right, like I can get down with this. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Ladies, did you hear that? Like, really? No, Sandy, honestly, like, where can people get a hold of you? Like, if ladies are like, oh, I need more of this. Like, that was yeah. such great tips. And um, and I really believe that that's something that is so important that are people that are really struggling with. They just can't get out of the routine that they're doing, but the routine sometimes is not working. It's literally I, I two things that she said that just are going beep, beep, beep schedule the time like schedule the time we all hear this but actually no actually do it and, and look, i know it's not sexy to like schedule the time but you have to do it like if you want it to happen if it's a priority to you then you should be scheduling it anything that's a priority it's going on my calendar you know so like i even put, i even put date nights with my kids on my calendar not because like I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to forget about it. No, I'm I'm looking forward to it. This afternoon, I'm taking my, my son out. I said, "What my, my youngest, my three-year-old, I said, we're going to go out on a date. Where do you want to go? He said, I want to go on a donut date. So guess what? It's on my calendar, and that's what we're going to go to today. But if if it's not on the calendar, it's just, it's you might as well just not even happen. It's not even going to happen. No, it actually is not going to happen. You know that. It's just not going to happen. Anything like appointment for work, you got on your calendar, Put schedule it with your spouse, with your kids, for yourself. Put your massage on your calendar. Block off your meditation time on your calendar. Like, just put it on there and prioritize it. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so we're hearing her. Listen, we're hearing her. She's doing it. It's working. You can tell. Like, she really, truly has an awesome marriage. And she even said, like, not, not everything's going to be perfect. They have their moments. They have their stuff. Look, but and, and Jared and I go through times when, like, it's it's especially busy. Like, there's certain times of the year when we know, like he's got a big conference or I have to travel for certain reasons. Like we also know we make it, we make it a, a point to like, know. okay, those are, those things are going on and we may not be having as much communication or like that date night. If he's traveling and like, we miss a date night that week when he comes back, like, or when I come back or whatever the case may be, we make it a point to connect as soon as whoever it is, is out comes back. Like we have to just realign with each other. And we've gone through it enough where we're like, oh my God, like I'll say to him, I, I feel so disconnected from you. Like, I don't feel like I'm on the same page with you. I feel like you're so distant. I feel like we're not having, like, I'll be cooking in the kitchen and like, he'll come by and like hug on me or love on me. And I'm like, he's not doing that right now. Like what's, what's up, you know? Like we need to, we need to get, we need to get back together, you know? Yeah. And again, that what I love about it is that you guys have a really open communication. So that's another thing that really stuck out to me. It stood out to me was that you guys actually talk. You're vulnerable with your husband. It sounds like he's vulnerable with you. You guys are not bullshitting each other. You're not praying, you know, fakey or trying to be people pleasers. You're actually being real with one another. 
and not only being real with one another, but both of you listen to each other's needs. And that is yeah. huge. And the other that's, that's a big one too, that I learned early on in our marriage was like, like if he's coming to me and, and, and being open and vulnerable, or I'm doing that with him, like, I can't make him wrong for saying, Hey, like, I need you to like, touch me more. I need you to like, or saying, I need you to like, open up and communicate. Cause, cause like, again, this is very like men and women, like, like the man wants more touch, the woman wants more communication. And guess what happens when my husband communicates with me more? I'm more open and affectionate. <laughs> so it's like, let's, let's like, it all works together. So he's he like knows that now but it's taken a good amount of time to get to that point where we're like oh like now like a connects with b and like we see how it all fuses together but at the end of the day it's really you know again all 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 lead all roads lead to the communication part of this because it's not always going to be easy. Life is not going to just be perfectly scheduled. Because I know that some women that are listening, they're like, okay, she communicates with her husband, but like everything's scheduled and everything has to go perfect. No, 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 no. It's actually the opposite because things change at the drop of a hat. Like kids get sick. The pet, the dog needs to go to the bed. Your hubby's got to travel. You got to do your thing. Like it's the, it's that, it's those reasons why this works so well. Not because everything's going perfectly smooth just by happenstance and it's on the calendar. It's because there's so much change and there's so many things going on that this system works so well. Oh man. Wow. We all need this. I'm telling you, this is fabulous. And the one thing too, what she said, you guys was, you know, you could have her kind of repeat it just one more time. What I thought was fascinating and so important is that once a week, right, you have a list and that list is you break it down. So it's stuff like, like you said, personal health, relationships. Yeah. So it's mental well-being, physical health. Um, so there's 10. I can actually even pull them up. So there's 10 that we do and we'll just go through. And that's our once a month. That's like our relationship day. Right. So, so that we're going through and we're just ranking ourselves on where we're at, what it looks like. Personally, like I'm not ranking him on what I think his personal health number ranking is, you know, or vice versa. I'm doing it for me. He's doing it for him. And then I look at it and say, okay, like which one of these areas do I want to focus on right now that I can communicate to you? This is where I need support. Because you know what? It could be like, I mean, my husband was just on the past couple of months. He's like, I want to get healthy. I want to lose some weight. So like if he's communicating that to me and you know, I'm bringing in like chips and pizza and candy and whatever. Like I'm not supporting him on his mission to be healthy. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you're like, okay, like something like that. You're like, okay, well now I'm not going to bring in the chips. I have to bring in the carrots. It's okay. It's, I'm going to help him. Yeah. Support him. Or, like, I love that. It could be something as simple as like, I want to focus more on my personal development because that's one of the, the things on the list. And for me, like, I'm very consistent. I wake up at five o'clock every morning. I work out. However, last month, I think it was like 10 books that I read. And he's like, Holy, how did you read 10 books? And I'm like, because one of my goals was that I wanted to be reading more. And so every day I would prioritize for like 20 minutes, just reading for 20 minutes. And I would do that in the morning. So he would say, okay, I'm going to take the kids out. We're going to go get, you know, go to Starbucks together. We're gonna... So he would he would give me that time just like I would honor what he's focusing on. Oh, right. that's fantastic. I'm just like, seriously, just full of great stuff to say. Oh, my goodness. So let me let me wrap this up with this. I'm just thinking about something. First of all, I, I just see 
a book back there. I'm just curious about your book. Yes. I, I, can you just it's say this side? Here we go. Yeah, it's right over there. <laughs> what What is that book about, Miss Sandy? Yes. Yeah, so this. Let me. Let me. It's a beautiful. There we go. Yeah. Uh, my book. My book is called Slayer Day: How to Get More Done, Be Productive, and Unlock Your Full Potential. So it's a little sprinkle of my story, and also I will tease you with this: I did not grow up with systems. I did not grow up with like coming from a household of having calendars and color coordination. It was quite the opposite. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, she's done this for her whole life. I have not. This was not something that I saw growing up. It's something I have created. Oh, fantastic. Um, so there's hope for everybody. Um, so it's a little bit about my own personal story and then my evolution of going from trying to figure out of, you know, being that woman who was married into now motherhood and navigating how to wear the work hat, how to be the mom, how to be the wife, how to show up and do all the things. And every, the end of every chapter, there's a little workbook. So I'll just, um, yeah, let's see I'll, it. I'll, I'll bring it out over here. So let's say, all right, I'm going to go to chapter five. So what's chapter five of that? Chapter five is protect your time. So at the end of chapter five, and, and I'm giving you, if you can, if you're watching this on like a YouTube yeah, or somewhere, or you're just hearing it, ladies, grab the book, but I'm giving you, I'm giving you actual, like, like real tangible tips on, and, 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 and hacks and, and, you know, principles on how to do this. But at the end of every chapter, if you can see in here at the end of every chapter, there is, there's like little questionnaires. It's a little journaling. So one of the questions in here says, how will time management help you hit the targets and goals you're going after? What are the time suckers you can identify in your life right now? Uh, and then the final question here is, write out a list of the goals you will achieve this month by having a clear vision of what time suckers you need to get rid of. So like, that's just chapter five. The next one's know your non-negotiables. I mean, it's it's organizing home and work. You know, like it's, it's, it's very, very practical tips. I love on that. How to take time management, take productivity and organize your home, your business, and just get everybody aligned on the same page. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Where can they get that book? So yeah, they can get the book on my website, sandraglant.com, or they can go on Amazon. Like the easiest place is probably Amazon. I know my credit card's hooked up to it, so it's a quick swipe. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but I go on, you go on Amazon and uh, grab the book and it's a quick read. And for me, I actually ended up adding in the last chapter of the book, um, I thought it was. I thought I was done writing it, and then I wrote the last chapter, which is um, "Slay Your Day Today and Every Day," which is all about taking action. It's not about just reading a book, putting it down, and not implementing anything. It's about taking action, and there that's what the goes. final chapter is about. Yes, yes. Well, when it comes to Miss Sandy, let's leave us with this. So, for the women that are listening today, and I mean, seriously, you just dropped so much nuggets today, so much gold, and sense of like really things that you can do to have you know an aligned relationship to have that connection to have things keep you know keep moving forward right to have things in place like i said the consistency the consistency that you need to be able to like do things like you were talking about and your book is such a great tool what would you say you know to the women that are listening today that are looking for love and they actually haven't had the best luck sandy they're like oh no i've already tried this before and, you know, I'm not I'm not sure, you know, I, you know, maybe they've been married before. Maybe they've never even got married, but they're at a place in their life that they're really looking for a man, a true alignment. I mean, what advice would you give them? 
So I would just say get clear on what it is that you want. I mean, you have to know what you want in order to go out and find it. The reason why when I found Jared, or when he likes to say when he found me, uh, you know, like for me, like I was saying, you know, in the beginning of this interview, I knew what I was looking for. I knew the kind of man, I knew the kind of values, I knew the kind of family, like I knew what all of that looked like. And so then when it was in front of me, I wasn't, I wasn't scared of it. I didn't run away from it. I was open to it. So I would say you, you have to know what that looks like and what you want. Like, it doesn't matter what your mom wants, what your grandma wants, what your sister wants for you. Like you got to know what you want and get really, really clear on that. So then when it's in front of you or when you're dating and it's not that it's easy for you to step away from it and not get caught or trapped into things that aren't going to serve you and be the thing that you ultimately want. Oh, yes, that was perfect. Get clear in exactly what it is that you want, your values, how you want to live your life with the man, what you all the all the things get clear there, ladies. And that's that is such a powerful thing that you can do for yourself. Get clear, know how you want to feel, know the, the things that you're just not going to, you know, you're not going to are not accepting for you. No, you know, what I mean, what are your non-negotiables? I talk about non-negotiables in business, but like, what are your non-negotiables in your relationship? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. You guys, you have to follow her, you know, get the book. I mean, she's just, wow. You, you were fabulous, mama. Thank you so much. That was fabulous. You just gave us so much gold today. And I just want to say, you know, I mean, cheers, honestly, cheers to great love and let's celebrate love. Let's celebrate relationships. And thank you for being here today. That was absolutely wonderful. Yes, thank you for having me. And if, if you guys are listening to this episode, you have any questions for me, you can find me on um, social, um, at Sandy Glant on all my platforms. You can ask me questions. I'm an open book. So I'm here if you have any questions or want to connect. She's here. And we're going to leave some links, you guys. So you guys can definitely link up to her and follow her and love on her. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting the book. I'm not even kidding you. I need that book. <laughs> I need that book in my life. Thank you so much, hon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sandy Glant just as much as I did. She was incredible. And if you're loving this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review because each week I'll be bringing on more amazing guests to share everything when it comes to love, dating, and relationships. I'll see you next week. Until then... Cheers to great love.